From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Occasionally, I'm able to stay in contact with past guests, or even future guests, that have not yet decided whether or not they would like to come on the show. My friend L from the You Ear podcast is of the latter. Unfortunately, I'm notoriously bad at responding to emails in a timely manner. Apologies to all those sitting in my inbox that I have not gotten back to yet accidentally lost or totally forgotten about. That being said, my response to Elle is long overdue. To me, Elle sounds like a loving, caring, bubbling person, yet she worships a documented child killer. She was kind enough to feature one of my questions to her on her show. The link to that episode can be found in the show notes under the don't forget to share and subscribe section. Side note, don't forget to share and subscribe. The question I presented that she addressed was about whether or not her deity is a good father. I quoted Hosea 9, of course, along with some other problematic verses. 100% go and listen to the episode for yourself. And L, if I misrepresent you at all, please forgive me and let me know. I'm going to hit a couple of the main points. L believes that some of these verses or stories were written for different people living in different times. Was the Bible not written for everyone? 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is Yahweh breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Romans 15.4 says that everything written in the past was written to teach us. Most Christians believe that one of the best ways to get to know their deity is to read his word. Is not the Bible a trustworthy source? All scripture is Yahweh breathed and written to teach. It would then stand to reason that the horrific, inexcusable actions mentioned in the Bible that are attributed to the loving Christian deity reveal his character and purpose. What does the Bible teach us about Yahweh? Everything is for his glory. He wants all the praise and honor for himself. He's jealous and vengeful. Love me or burn. Do as I say or I'll slaughter your children. These are not the actions and demands of a loving father. L also believes that there is a fate worse than death, not just the afterlife issue, but on a physical human level. The suffering some people go through, for instance. But to L, Yahweh sees the big picture and knows what's best. What about David's child suffering for the egotistical reasons in 2 Samuel 12, or babies in the flood drowning because the loving Christian deity regret making them? Causing the suffering of anyone is not a loving, just action. The suffering at his hands was not necessary or justifiable. Yahweh wanted these things to happen. He wanted children to suffer which is another reason why I completely reject Elle's response to these assaults on humanity. She says we just have to trust that her deity knows best. After reading the Bible, I have no idea why anyone would trust in or worship the deity described within its pages. There's still so much more to cover as a response to her show. The big picture, the end times, eternal options. There's a lot there. L, my invitation stands. I would love to have you on as a guest to discuss these issues further. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own.
No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. That, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is the host of the Free and Redeemed podcast, Simon Andrade. Thank you for showing up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Michael, for having me on the show. It's a real pleasure, real honor. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. So what <laughs> do you do? Tell us a little bit about your your podcast. Right. Yeah. So the Free and Redeemed podcast, uh, I guess you can say it's a new show that recently uh, launched about two or three months ago. Hmm. Um, not as many episodes as I want, but um, yeah, definitely taking the time to really, really kind of like get it started uh, get some more content out there and really make it real established hmm. uh, or whatnot. Uh, hopefully even transitioning into YouTube uh, really soon. So actually even getting a studio set up. Big. But other than that, yeah, the Free and Redeem podcast is, you know, mostly just specifically focused on, you know, uh, going over really strong topics that I feel like a lot of people, you know, in the church or just in society don't really talk about often. Hmm. And it's topics I really feel like we need to address. We need to really look at what the Bible says about it and how we could really get better, you know, in mm. certain ways. And right now I'm mostly focused on recovery, you know, recovery from addictions, recovery from trauma, you know, mental health issues, mm. relationships, and uh, something God's really kind of put in my heart to uh, really focus on uh, as this show has recently got started. So awesome. Yeah, nope, a lot of stuff in there. Uh, those are some heavy topics, man. Some heavy topics. How many episodes you got out? Uh, so right now, total, uh, I guess total is six. Nice. Um, it's a good start. Actually, I'm about to wrap up a really short episode. I was actually working on it before now. Uh, it's, so it's going to be the seventh episode talking more about grief, mm. um, you know, going through a grieving process mm. and everything, kind of like a sequel to the latest episode. But uh, yeah, totally, I would say a total of six, as far as I know. <laughs> gotcha. So what made, what made you start the podcast? Podcasting is not easy. I, I commend you to that. I mean, it's difficult to come up with a show all the time. I know. No, absolutely. So, <laughs> what what absolutely. Makes, what got you into it? Uh, man, it, it's, a, it's a really long story. And it's something I even talk about, um, you know, even in my first episode, mm -hmm. when I talk about becoming a voice. So about two years ago, you know, life was really tough, but yeah. then again, I mean, if you remember 2020, 2020 was a tough year for just about everybody. And, um, you know, I was really going through a season of depression, you know, mm. a season of just really feeling ashamed of myself for a lot of, you know, a lot of personal things I went through. Mm. And, you know, when I was really kind of just trying to start my healing journey, I remember one time, you know, specifically hearing a guy speak his testimony on uh, a show. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called Pure Sex Radio. Hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, a gentleman by the name, I believe his name was, um, I believe his name was Derek. I can't remember his last name exactly. But I remember he spoke about, you know, where he once was, you know, how he was on the brink of committing suicide and how God hmm. just really transformed his life. And, you know, hearing hmm. that testimony really, of course, inspired me. But then really just feeling that tug in my heart from the Holy Spirit, like, you know, what, like, okay, now I, I want you to do a podcast. And I put it off. Mm -hmm. I was like, podcast, man, I don't even know how to, <laughs> I don't even know how to work audio. I don't, I don't know how to record. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. 
But I really believe like when the Lord really calls you to do something like man, doors are just going to open. And Hmm. um, I believe it was last uh, summer of 2021. You know, the Lord just dropped it in my heart. And, you know, when I started really getting idea of what I wanted it to be about, it's like, you know, just Hmm. man, take a step, take a step of faith. And uh, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of the short version of the how the that's, podcast got started that's good thank you no there's a lot mm-hmm. there for sure there's a lot to tackle um <clears throat> it goes kind of in with the uh, the trusting mm-hmm. thing i was looking at a little thinking about talking about too um so thank you yeah i appreciate that so oh, no problem <laughs> when the lord calls somebody doors open you, you mentioned that um right now with my podcast uh, i've been doing this for a few years now um mm-hmm. I don't know if you would say doors have opened, but I've always had a guest. I've never had any issues. Right. <laughs> um, I've had technical issues, but I mean, who hasn't? I'm not very tech savvy. So I mean, oh, other than that, um, oh, tell me about it. <laughs> but doors seem to have opened for me to be able to do this. I've learned how to right. do it. I've, 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 I've found different websites and whatnot I need to do. Mm. I've had different people um, in my community help me out. Uh, mm-hmm. Friends I've met. It's, it's really just been an encouraging and, and enlightening process. Right. Now, I would not 100% attribute that to any God. So mm. what is the difference? How do you know if it's God opening doors versus just naturally things happening? That is a really great question. And I feel like it's a question, man, I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, mm. like, you know, how do I know if this is God or how do I know if it's just something that kind of, you know, out of a coincidence, you know, happened and, you know, you just don't know you know, where certain things come from in our life. I really think it goes back to, you know, the relationship, you know, because I Hmm. think that's what Christianity is mostly. I mean, that's all Christianity is about. If you think about it is a relationship. And uh, um, of course, you know, you have people like, Oh, the Lord gave me confirmation. You know, I know this is God Yeah, and it could be for the most (laughs) ridiculous stuff. Like, Oh, you know, God called this person to be my wife. And that person has no idea who you are. You know, <laughs> That's <laughs> realistically probably doesn't even want to be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have to go there today. It's a strange Michael, example. I'm sorry. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's stuff like that, you know, because I feel like that's something we need to clarify. Hmm. But I guess in so many words, uh, it really comes down to a relationship. If you think about it, I think of the story of Moses. I even think of the story of Noah. Hmm. You know, if you think about Noah, when Hmm. God called him to build an ark or told him to build an ark, think about how ridiculous he looked in front of like a whole entire society. You know, hey, God (laughs) told me to build an ark, says a flood is going to come. And it took if you think about that, how long it took him to build that ark. Hmm. You know, I believe theologians believe it was like anywhere from 38 to 42 years. And I I mean, come on, can you imagine by the 10th year? Like, come on, you really think it's going to rain? But when it actually came, it's like, wow, you know, that was, it's like, it was like an actual step of faith. And I think that's the best way I could really explain it. Like, how do you know if it's an opportunity God is doing versus maybe our own opportunity? Hmm. I just really think it comes down to, you know, God is a God who is very consistent and, you know, sticks, stays close with his promise. And it's like, you know, I got to even tell you, like, even going into January of this year, I used to always think like, man, is a podcast even something I'm still going to do? And yet here <laughs> I am, you know, actually, this is, believe it or not, my first guest episode uh, oh, on nice. someone else's podcast show. So again, Michael, it's an honor. So Ooh, boy, yeah, mate, well, <laughs> <laughs> good on you, man. I apologize ahead of time. 
but thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate that. I'm being your mm-hmm. first. <laughs> <laughs> so he brought up an interesting point: the flood with Noah. Um, mm-hmm. Now I don't. I don't know. Well, let's just back up. Let's back up. We'll, we'll definitely get into that. I want. I want. I want to know what the Bible is to you first. What What is it to you? Is it, it Second Timothy mm-hmm. three sixteen tells us that all Scripture is God breathed. In Romans, mm-hmm. it says that it's all useful for teaching. Um, so, what do you believe the Bible is? You know, I feel like the Bible definitely has a lot of meanings. Um, everyone has different opinions about it. But to me, if I really have to give my answer, my own words, you don't I have think... to. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, realistically, I feel like the Bible is, you know, overall, it's it's I, I would call it the foundation of my life. You know, you think foundation of, Matthew, of your life. Yeah. If you think of Matthew chapter seven, you know, because if you think of Matthew 7, you know, when Jesus refers to himself as, you know, the solid rock or oh. the firm foundation, you know, he talks about, you know, I mean, it's that, that analogy he gives, like a man who builds, you know, who follows my teaching is like a wise man who builds his foundation on solid rock. Yeah. You know, when the winds come, everything, and yet it stayed solid because it was on solid foundation versus the foolish man who put it on sand. Like the whole Bible yeah. or just the Jesus mm-hmm. parts? I guess to kind of like fully elaborate. So in so many words, I feel like the Bible is a way to really build that connection with God. Bible, you build know, a connection with God. Build a connection with God. Yeah, I guess in a shorter definition. So uh, like like the stories in there that they help you understand God or get closer to him. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how does that work? Build a better connection to God. You know, uh, the scriptures also talk about, you know, I, I even just read it in Hebrews, you know, for the word of God is, you know, it, it's the sort of the spirit, you know, hmm. it challenges our thoughts, you know, going through our hearts, you know, joints and marrow and everything. And it's like, you know, these, I mean, in so many words, the Bible to me is not just a book. It's not just a book of stories. It's not just a book of encouraging words. Hmm. It's something that we could really apply to our life you know, on our everyday lifestyle, you know, regardless of if you're going through depression, if you're going through, like, you know, an addiction. I, I, again, mm-hmm. like the whole thing or just little parts of it? Because, I mm-hmm. mean, have you read the book? Yeah, I mean, to me, the whole entire. There. We there probably is a lot shouldn't in there. be applying to our everyday <laughs> lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I would say, yeah. Uh... So your foundation has things in it we we shouldn't be applying to our everyday life yeah in so many words if i have to give it a definition to me the bible is simply just something that i want to apply to my life based on not all scriptures yeah yeah well i mean i get what you mean when you say not all of it maybe because i mean you have books saying that you know jonah was the son of this person and you know enoch was this was the son of well, you know. <laughs> we also have verses saying this to stone disobedient children, kill witches, burn prostitutes, um, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, like the I Old said, Testament, <laughs> the Old Testament is intense. We, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of bad stuff in the New Testament, too. We can get mm-hmm. to like, like slavery. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there we shouldn't be applying to everyday mm-hmm. life. Um, right. Yahweh says in the New Testament to obey even harsh masters because, you know, suffering is good. Mm-hmm. Well, right. We probably shouldn't apply that to everyday life. So what is it in there specifically that we you you think we should apply to everyday life? I really just think uh, it um, it goes back to what I was saying. I mean, 
the, of course, the main thing is, you know, the purpose of, you know, why we have, you know, why we have the Bible here, why we have hmm. Christianity. Hmm. As I mentioned, the whole purpose of Christianity is a relationship with Christ. And one of the main, main scriptures is Jesus simply saying, you know, for God so loved the world. I mean, John 3, 16. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He do you find who... that a good story? I do. A love do. story kind of thing? Yeah, I would say so. I would say it's uh, Jesus is the ultimate love story between, you know, man connecting to God uh, based on his sacrifice that he <clears throat> chose to do on the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you an analogy. I don't know if you... Are you married? I am not. <laughs> Girlfriend? Uh, single. Okay. Singles okay. Let's just go. Be. You've had a relationship, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least we got that. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you haven't, it's not a big deal either. But um, mm-hmm. in that relationship, if, if I mean, I don't know. I know. I have a wife. I've had relationships. You piss them off every once in a while. You piss off your significant other. It's going to happen. <laughs> so right. what, what would you do to reconcile that? To, to get forgiveness for that thing you did you know the most common one and i actually mentioned it in one of my last episodes about forgiveness is you Mm. know typically we think that the main um you know the main (laughs) the main thing to reconciliation is an apology like a verbal written song right anything you know anything like with an apology most people more specifically will say well verbal apology Mm. (laughs) you know say you're sorry which let me tell you, yes, mm. yes, uh, you know, uh, repentance, I think, is the start of reconciliation. It's important. Uh, yeah, it's very important. I mean, um, but I think you know something that does play a role into into um, you know reconciliation is also grace. You know, grace we'll is something. There. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. to the grace part for, for sure. So we we both agree a written apology, a song is probably one of the better ones. I'm telling you right now, if you, mm-hmm. if you have a relationship and you pissed off that other person, write a song about it. It's probably the best <laughs> way to go about it, um, as well as, you know, concert tickets, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But would you, would you in this relationship pissed off the other person instead of the apology of a mm-hmm. song or whatever, mm-hmm. would you birth a child and then sacrifice it and then bathe that person in the child's blood and then cause mm-hmm. that call that forgiveness yeah i mean that's a <laughs> that's a crazy analogy yeah. uh that's a really interesting analogy to give let me tell you um and it, it all kind of comes down to you know because here's the thing you know we sin separates us from God. You know, when we choose to sin, you know, regardless when we piss of, off our significant. Yeah. When yeah, we piss off our significant. Yeah. yeah. It separates us. And some people mostly think like, well, you know, a written apology, you know, writing a song, everything, you know, all that stuff like, Oh, this needs to be done. But I know you said we're, we're getting to grace later. Not yeah. We'll get sure. to grace. We'll get yeah. to grace. And it's, it, it, it sounds crazy. Yeah. If you really think about it. And it's like, you know, imagine if you separated yourself from your significant other and hmm. yeah, I get your analogy. Like imagine they say, okay, I don't care just about your apology. I need yeah. you to, I, you know, I need you to sacrifice <laughs> something. I need better blood. Love. Give me blood. Yeah. Hebrews nine twenty two. without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Exactly. The loving God you worship can't forgive you unless <laughs> something dies. 
Like that is so mm. weird to me. That's not love, man. Mm. That's not how love works. That's not how a relationship works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, if I may ask like, what, what's your point through the whole, through that uh, whole entire analogy? Like when you say like love, hmm. like that's not how love works, you know, yeah. by something dying and like the bathing of blood yeah. uh, uh, with the forgiveness. It's pointless. It's, mm-hmm. He's an all powerful God. He can forgive you. You can mm-hmm. write a song to him and he will be able to forgive you, but he refuses to. He mm-hmm. wants to kill his son first and then bathe everybody mm-hmm. in his son's blood. So weird. It's so weird. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it doesn't make much sense to me. And and it sounds like it doesn't make much sense to you either. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, even dating back into the times of Noah, you know, there had to be, you know, if someone committed a sin, there had to be strict orders. Right of sacrificing, you know, a lamb, sacrificing a bull and, you know, whatever sin was committed, it's like the blood of that lamb, the blood of that animal was absorbed. You know, the sin would absorb, the blood would absorb the sin. And if you think about it, you know, when Jesus was, um, when Jesus, you know, came into earth and, you know, he, he was baptized by John the Baptist. One of the things John the Baptist quoted is behold, the lamb of God, he Uh who takes away the sin of the world. Doesn't make it any less weird, though. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's just uh, it's. I, I guess in so many words, like love really comes down to how God really ultimately views us, hmm. and I feel like the way He really ultimately views us is through, you know, the sacrifice of His Son, you know, Jesus. And sometimes, you know, there's that question, like, why would God? Why would a loving God, or why would a God express that? kind of love that way and it it all comes down to it all comes down to going back to what i was saying you know like people would sacrifice what they would have to sacrifice an animal but but it's like a god coming into earth and sacrificing himself these are yahweh's perfect thank you for that appreciate that Uh, those Mm -hmm. are yahweh's perfect laws he calls them perfect righteous (laughs) holy and good i think they're disgusting most of them um the the one we're talking I want to talk about is is, is the uh, the 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 uncleanliness for women during their monthly cycle. Mm-hmm. Animals have to die because women have a natural monthly cycle that Yahweh gave them. It's mm-hmm. so weird. He wants mm-hmm. that's his perfect law: is sacrifice and kill something because I gave you something and now it's unclean and dirty. I don't know. It's very weird. But what I, w- I wanted to get to touch on real quick is Daniel four thirty five. This is how he views us. This is how Yahweh views us. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. Mm -hmm. That's it. We're nothing. (laughs) We're considered nothing to him. Well, screw him. I'm something. I think you're something. Mm -hmm. So I don't don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But it it goes under the whole free will thing. You know, Mm -hmm. he does whatever he wants anyway. So how are we getting the free will? But... um, Mm -hmm. You did mention something about Noah, and I wanted to go back to that real quick uh, now that I've gone off track here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) During the Noah's flood story. Now, do you Mm -hmm. think that's a real thing? Did it really happen? I even feel like science has even proved it, uh, you know, based on Mm. finding the ark. I hope I hope you you look into it because 100 percent all that's been debunked. 100 percent. Look into it. Please look into it. Besides James, or not James Cameron, Kirk Cameron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't look at Kirk Cameron. He's a, he's a, yeah, no, he doesn't really know what's going on. So anyway, so during that whole time, Noah's building that ark mm-hmm. and he's warning people. Did mm-hmm. he warn the entire planet 
about this impending doom or just his local neighborhood? That's a really good question. And it's not like, you know, Noah could have logged on Facebook or yeah. on Twitter <laughs> and <laughs> said, hey, guys, uh, yeah, I'm building a huge arc. I mean, the you guys way. are invited, but yeah, God's God's putting this earth to a big, great flood. Hmm. Uh, no telling what the population was like back then. Yeah, know, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I, we know that there were people. We mm-hmm. know that there were, you know, so that, that's one of the issues I have with that story. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think there were other boats at that time? There definitely could have been. There definitely yeah. could have been. Uh, but let me tell you, I genuinely believe, you know, I mean, of course, Hollywood movies have tried to portray it, everything like it of could course. have been your everyday flood. Man, I really believe that flood was meant to wipe out any life that was on ground. All the puppies, all the kittens, all the. Yeah, just any building, baby any foundation. Birds. <laughs> Done. anything that was not on that ark that god purposely told Noah to build like you know it that yeah. flood was meant to destroy anything so, so do you, why do you think he had to kill all the animals what did they do wrong like during the times of the uh, noah's flood or just yeah. period oh. he had to wipe them out he had to wipe everybody out except for mm-hmm. two of them which yeah i mean choosing <laughs> You know, choosing two animals. I mean, we all, I mean, that's the famous story of Noah's Ark is, you know, yeah. choose two animals from every species. No, I mean, even saying this, like no telling what kind of animals were being put on that Ark. You know, I mean, I remember when they created a replica of it, it was like some people even believe like certain dinosaur species. <laughs> I, mean, I think so, they missed I mean, the boat. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, is this how dinosaurs died? Or it's just like, I mean, were dinosaurs existing back then? But, you know, God had a unique way of really kind of like, I guess, working that out. And it's just like, you know, choosing a male and a female animal to be a part of, go into that arc. Yeah. Knowing, you know, hey, eventually they're they're going to find land. So what did the lions and tigers eat when they got off? When they got off the, the <laughs> boat? The boat. Uh. There's there's only two of each. So some species <laughs> must have went extinct for there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a... That's a really good question. And well, how did the t- penguins get to Antarctica? I mean, the kangaroos get to Australia. I mean, kangaroos. I mean, do you believe in? Uh, do you believe in Pangaea? Like even Pan- that, even that, you've got a penguin walking across the desert. I don't think that's really going to work out so well. Yeah. So yeah. how did we get all that happening? And then if you mix fresh water and seawater, it kills all the animals that are in the water. How do we still have fish? Yeah, I mean, uh, these are really great questions. And... See, that's why Noah's Ark doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. There's so many questions, it just doesn't mm-hmm. add up. I 100% look into those those facts that you um, mm-hmm. that you stated there that, that, that they found. I, I guarantee you they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Unless I missed something, 100%. Mm-hmm. Always, always double check me. But uh, yeah, I think those have been definitely debunked. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it, it's up for debate, you know, and it's up yeah. to someone if they... If they believe it happened or not, yeah. you know, people, some, I mean, there's that idea. I mean, where's the proof? You well, know, I mean, the rationalness <laughs> of it in general, yeah. like those questions I brought up are just a few of them. It's right. just, just not rational. It just doesn't make any sense for that whole thing to happen. But that's beside the point. Thank <laughs> you for that. Um, side note done. <laughs> back to the forgiveness part. I did want to get back into the forgiveness. Um, so grace, that's what it was. Apologies. So <laughs> do you think everybody gets grace? grace is available to all i genuinely believe yes what is grace let's let's start with that what is grace yeah 
grace is something that we don't deserve, but yet we get it in any way. <laughs> and um, in so many words, I think here's the thing. We all deserve an eternal punishment. No, we, I mean, we all, I we mean... all have sinned. I mean, we all have sinned and we have. Do you fall, really think everybody short. deserves an eternal punishment? We'll get there. We'll get there. I apologize. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish yeah, yeah. Your, finish your no, it's just like we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, you know, mm -hmm. taking account to what I have personally done. It's like, you know, if I lie one time, you know, I'm considered a liar. If I've stolen something in my life. Yeah. You know, I, I You're screwed. I, yeah. Like I can consider myself a thief, you know, if I've, you know, fallen into sexual sin or fallen into something that you know, definitely is separating me from the presence of God, separating me from God. It's like, you know, through, you know, our, that separation in so many words, it can, it can be meant to be eternal. Hmm. It can be meant to be eternal. And it's just like, you know, me not putting up a sacrifice me not actually making that effort to, to actually, you know, connect with the God, there's an option. And hmm. it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's Jesus. And something I did talk about in my forgiveness, um, in my forgiveness podcast episode is, you know, we all have, you know, we all have a record of the stuff we have done in our past, hmm. you know, that God can easily count us in. And I know this could be a funny analogy to really use, but it's uh -oh. like, you know, uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's almost like, you know, the enemy could be our prosecutor saying, hmm. look how many times he looked at porn. Look how many times he lied. Look how many times he mm. said he was going to do better, but yet he continued to screw up. Mm. And yet Jesus, as our, as our defense attorney, can tell God the Father, the ultimate judge, but your honor, he accepted me into his life. He's got my blood yeah. all over him. He, he, he believed in my sacrifice. He had an intimate, deep relationship with me. And I already took that payment, already mm. took that eternal payment from, for him. So he doesn't have to go through, you know, what is required when someone breaks God's everlasting law, you know, so is mm -hmm. there something that the grace does not count for? Uh, could you like rephrase the question? Is, a is bit? there, is there, well, there's an unforgivable sin and, and right. Yeah. So not everybody gets grace. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> grace. Are, so, you are you talking about like blasphemy? Of yeah. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and all that for sure. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And that, let me tell you, that has been a topic in the Bible that really, in so many words, it's like been put up for debate. Like, you know, have I committed the unpardonable sin? I have no idea I committed it. And, you know, before I know it, it's just like, Hey God, yeah, I accepted you into my life. Uh, but God says, Oh, but you blasphemed the Holy spirit that one time. Yeah. There, I mean, the, you know, some people, you know, they wonder like, hey, is that the case? Is that how God is? I genuinely really ultimately don't believe so. And hmm. the reason why is because if you think of the Pharisees who accused Jesus of when he was casting out demons, they said, you know, he's, you know, casting out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus hmm. says, how can it be a kingdom be divided against itself? So many words, you know, he went as far as saying like you are blaspheming the Holy Spirit. You're did he saying, say that though? He said blasphemy. They're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Well, he did. I don't remember he, that exactly. How that well, happened. he says, "Let me tell you, anyone who blasphemes, oh, God that's what he's, or the yeah, Son, yeah, yeah, who blasphemes the Son will be forgiven." Yeah. And but he goes, anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So, mm -hmm. 
you think they were blaspheming the Holy Spirit at that point, and that's why you believe that you can blaspheme the Holy Spirit and be forgiven? Is that what I'm getting? Like, I, uh, to understand your question a bit more, like you... So you do believe <laughs> that there is an unforgivable sin? You know, the Bible's the Bible's pretty specific on it. The Bible's yes, pretty, okay. yeah, open to it. Um, are, is there a high pop amount of people who blaspheme the Holy Spirit? I personally don't think so. Have do I believe that there are some people who have blasphemed the Holy Spirit? I believe so because I have personally witnessed it myself uh, a mm. few times. Um, people who have no interest in converting to Christianity, no interest in mm. the gospel, and go as far to you know even blaspheming, like verbally blaspheming the Holy Spirit. What would so you have to in, do to to in your mind to verbally mm -hmm. blaspheme uh, the Holy Spirit? What, what would you, what would one have to do? I think it's really just saying something against it, you know, saying something, against something against sa saying something against the Holy Spirit, uh, verbally, you know, uh, like saying, uh, saying something very vulgar about the Holy Spirit, uh, mock, you know, maybe even mocking his presence, mocking his, you know. So if I went like, Ooh, it's the Holy Spirit around here. That would be mocking <laughs> his presence. I, w I would, I would. I've done I, that. <laughs> I've done that then Simon, I'm going to hell. <laughs> do you think i deserve an eternal punishment now no i i think i i don't think that's the case michael i don't think that yeah i don't think that that's i think if it's like really verbally going against the holy spirit so it's not enough is what you're saying i didn't do it enough i didn't yeah. assault him enough <laughs> i have to say things like well i don't mm -hmm. really want to say them but because <laughs> this is a well i mean i don't want to offend you yeah. Um, oh, it's fine. <laughs> well, there's things. Anyways, <laughs> let's just say I have. I've blasphemed the Holy Spirit. I don't have a personal relationship with your God. I don't believe that his bloodshed saved people. I don't even believe he came back from the dead. Mm -hmm. Do I deserve hellfire because of those things? Yeah. And let me tell you, it makes you... It makes you no different from any other human being, Michael. It, well, that's that's beside the point. But does that mm -hmm. is that a loving, just action? Loving, just action, like from God? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. These are his laws. These are his places, <laughs> his eternal options. I didn't mm -hmm. make this. He made the rules. He made mm -hmm. the world and the hell just for me and people like me. Mm -hmm. So why? What Do I deserve that? Do you think I deserve that? Yeah. Well, Would let's you, get one thing. Sorry, mm -hmm. would you, sorry, I'm going to rewind here a little bit. Would yeah. you, in God's place, create mm -hmm. hell and mm -hmm. then send me there for not believing in me? Would you, like, could you repeat the question a bit? Like, Would so you, as God, if you were <laughs> a God or a being of any kind of, had special powers to create <laughs> your own realm and mm -hmm. send people there, would you send me there for not believing in you? I think a an analogy to answer that question is think of it this way i mean we're meeting each other for the first time you know mm. we're speaking and matter of fact it's like we've known each other for about a few months and everything <laughs> but um think of it this way you know uh you have an idea of who i am mm. and certain people you know certain people like you know tell you about me everything like hey you should hang out with this guy simon everything or let's let's kind of flip the tables a bit say i know about you like i know of you and like people are telling me about you and everything mm -hmm. and 
think of it this way. So let's say you have like you open up your house to people, people come into your house, people you personally know, family members, close friends, people you personally know and have, let's say, long term, maybe even acquaintance or short term people that ultimately, you know, you had that connection with, but mm-hmm. I'm not really having a connection with you. And I don't even care to have a connection with you. Mm-hmm. Everything. I guess in so many words, ask this question. It's like, you know, you have no idea who I am, but I knock on your door. I ring your doorbell. I have suitcases uh-huh. and I say, Michael, I'm moving in with you. Uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm going to stay in this room that you have right here. And I'm doing all this because I, you know, I, I believe I'm, I'm a good person or, Hey, yeah, maybe I talked bad about you. Maybe I said this about you, but I still think I should come in mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, you have no idea who I am. And uh-huh. let's say I even made it clear. I don't care to know this Michael guy yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. That's the analogy I really can ultimately come up with. It's like, you know, it's a choice at the end of the day. It's a choice to believe. It's a choice to uh, really kind of like understand Christianity and choose to believe in it. Mm. And it's, yeah, it all comes down to us. And it goes back to what you said about free will. So free. Yeah. Ooh, I love that topic. (laughs) No, but uh, let let me add to your analogy a little bit. I'm the guy that owns the house. I've created this house. Right. Right. And and you're coming Mm -hmm. in, you're pretending you know me. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. So get out of my house. Mm -hmm. I've actually created this thing in the backyard. It's a pit (laughs) of fire. And because I don't know you and you're intruding in my house, I want you to go burn in that pit of fire for eternity. Mm-hmm. that is my addition to your analogy. And that mm-hmm. is what God is doing. He doesn't know me. He hasn't bothered to show up first mm-hmm. off. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a start. <laughs> he doesn't know me. So he's going to send me to a pit of fire and, and or eternal torture or eternal damnation, eternal mm-hmm. something that he has created. He did this. He didn't mm-hmm. create an eternal beach property for me away from him. Mm-hmm. But because I don't want to be with him, I have to go to eternal damnation. And I don't see that as grace. I don't see that as loving, just. Mm-hmm. I also don't see that as uh, an example of the prodigal son. The mm-hmm. prodigal son story is, is completely void of, of, of any Yahweh mm-hmm. characteristics. Yeah. Now, can I ask go you ahead. a question? Go Michael? ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So... It all comes down to sin. It all comes down to sin separating us from God, but Jesus cleansing. All things know. he created, all things he yeah. made do this. He didn't have to. He doesn't yeah. have to make sin separate us, but that's something he made happen because he wanted it to happen. You believe sin, God wanted Adam and Eve to take a bite out of the forbidden 100%. Fruit. If he didn't want <laughs> them to, he would not have put the trees there. He would have put them on the moon. <laughs> not in the middle of the garden and made them look like fruit. He would have made them look like dog shit if he didn't want them to eat it. I mean, obviously he wanted them to have it. And then he even let the bad guy in to tempt them. Here, come on, go through the back door. Go over to that tree. Eve's over there. Go, go, go. He knows. He knew exactly what was going to happen. This is all a setup. But it it goes back to God allowing Adam and Eve to have a choice. He didn't have to put the trees there. They could have had all kinds of choices without trees that would cause the fall of Mm -hmm. man. I can give my children Mm -hmm. choices without rat Mm -hmm. poison being in the middle of the room. Yeah. And you're hundred percent correct. It's uh, it goes back to free will. And I think when it comes down to our love and grace, uh, when it comes back to love and grace, I think it, it's just like, would we call, would we call, uh, let's say our society, 
wrong for putting, let's say, men who broke the law in jail for a long-term sentence. Let's say a guy who gets thrown in prison for murder, mm -hmm. for actually committing a murder. Mm -hmm. You know, can you imagine like the judge, you know, saying like saying, hey, you, you, you violently murdered, let's say, whoever this person was. And your just punishment is, you know, going to prison. But since like, hey, but since I'm a loving judge, hey, I'm not going to give you a punishment. I didn't murder anybody, though. That's the difference. I just don't but believe. I, yeah. And so you're telling me my non-belief <laughs> is the same as murder in God's eyes? I think any sin. You know, I believe non-belief. Is that rational? Well, I mean, it, it all comes down to salvation, Michael. Let's go back to the relationship. <laughs> it all comes down to relationship because you wouldn't do that with anybody you're in a relationship with. Holy cow, you pissed me off. You, you, you're wearing the wrong socks today. <laughs> or or you, you didn't say hi to me or you don't love me anymore. So I, I, I hate you now and you must burn. Mm -hmm. it, it's so weird to me. That's not a relationship. That's not a good relationship. And that's not a healthy relationship, especially if he's such, like Yahweh's so egotistical. He wants all the glory and power and recognition for himself. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Why does it matter? Does that sound like a loving God to you? Somebody who just wants all the glory and honor and praise for themselves? Or, well, you know. well, I think we have to understand too is God created us in his image, but God is an eternal God. I mean, this is someone who has been around billions and billions and billions of years. I mean, How we think work? we... Yeah, I mean, I, I could not tell you. I mean, Did someone create God? Is it like, because, you know, if mm -hmm. everything needs a creator and all that fun stuff... How did he get there? Billions and billions of years. That really doesn't, mm -hmm. like, he had to have had a start, right? Yeah. God. And I mean, the Bible leaves us with in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, and yeah. you know, he, he created the world in seven days. You think about like, okay, well, I mean, there's that question who created God, but I think it goes back to, I mean, as human beings, do we ultimately understand God? Hmm. You know, I mean, I remember. Do you understand God? I mean, you have a personal, deeply, mm -hmm. deeply intimate relationship with God. That sounds mm. like you understand him. Yeah. And let me tell you, I mean, I've been a Christian for about nearly 10 or 11 years now. Mm. And let me tell you, I'm learning something every new every day, even choosing to have this conversation with you. I'm learning from it now, mm. learning from a God who... I think all he's really asking for, you know, when it comes to, Hey, I want all the glory. I want all this stuff. It's more or less like, I just want a relationship. That's not what it says. <laughs> not, I mean, there's well, a lot of places. Well, Jesus, in... Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Uh -huh. No man can come through me, but, through, or no man can come to the father, but through me. Yeah. I mean, Jesus said a <laughs> lot of things too. I mean, he says, I, I, I don't come to bring peace, but division. I come to bring a sword. I come to separate families. <clears throat> All that fun stuff. So, I mean, there's not, it's not all just, you know, the love and, and happiness <laughs> part in there. But to me, Yahweh, you're in a, an abusive relationship with an invisible being. This guy in the Bible, it says, if you do not listen, if you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord <laughs> Almighty, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. If somebody doesn't love you, are you going to curse them? If somebody doesn't love you, and you're, I'm assuming you're reading that from Malachi. Or Malachi 2.2. Two, two. Sorry, I didn't say that. Sorry. Malachi 2.2. <laughs> two. Yeah. And then 1 yeah. Corinthians 16.22. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be upon him. Would you curse somebody for not loving you? No. And it's because it's not rational. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. <laughs>
no, that's weird. And then again, it doesn't mm-hmm. fit with the prodigal son story. I think it's a great story. Yeah. It goes off I think, this thing and everything. Yay. I think it's just like when we read scripture, Michael, I think it really just comes down to how we observe it, how context, we interpret what it. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Context, how we interpret yeah. the context. Deuteronomy 23 uh, Mm -hmm. explains to us what happens if you do good, if you listen to Yahweh, and if you don't listen to Yahweh. And in that verse, it says no one who has been, uh, oh, sorry, that's (laughs) no one who's been emasculated by crushing or cutting may enter the assembly of the Lord. That's the Deuteronomy 23 over there, which is weird, too. Like, Mm -hmm. if somebody has crushed testicles, are they not allowed in your house? Crushed testicles. (laughs) Crushed testicles. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I kind of <laughs> hit my mic a bit. Um, yeah, no, I mean, um, I, so I think. weird. Yeah, and let me tell you, the Bible raises up a lot of questions, but I think the ultimate message that I think I really ultimately get from the Bible is ultimately we cannot deny that we have all sinned. We have all. I, I can deny. Do you believe like you've never committed a sin in your whole entire I life? I think sin is a made up concept. Mm, that's without very... religion i don't think sin exists you really believe so yeah it's just, really... it's just a word for describing something about pissing off a deity i don't believe in deities <laughs> i don't believe we can piss them off <laughs> i don't believe in sin yeah and that that's pretty interesting um as much as i respect your opinion hmm. i'm here to say i do believe sin exists of i course. mean what yeah what the bible says about it it's like if you think about it like a man who a man who falls into sexual sin, you know, mm. sins against his own body. Thought you crimes, know? even thought crimes. Jesus says you can be convicted of thought crimes in uh, Matthew 5. Yeah, thought crimes. You know, Scary. when they were... Yeah, <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. You know, we were born to want to do things that the Bible describes as sin. Hmm. And that's not something... I'm not saying like, hey, we have control of that. But in so many words, it's like, think of it this way. You know, if God ultimately didn't love us, then why would he send his son? Why would he give us <laughs> an opportunity? On, I mean, he could Why? just forgive us. He could just forgive us. He doesn't need to bathe us in the blood of his son. Mm-hmm. He could just say, I forgive you. I understand. I know your heart. I know your mind. I know you're truly apologetic mm-hmm. and you, you're you forgiven. But no, mm-hmm. he wants to slaughter and his he... son and bathe you in his blood. And now I mean, you're clean. You... Now you can be forgiven. But do you believe like, I mean, come on, like naturally that we are bathed in the blood of Jesus, or do you feel like that's more of a spiritual term being bathed? Which is even weirder. Jesus? That's even weirder, Simon. <laughs> it's spiritual. Yeah, uh, and that's term. and that's up to you. So, right? what do you what do you think <laughs> sin is? What what is sin to you? What does the Bible say? Well, I've got a few verses here, but what do you think sin is? Sin, I guess, in a more simple term, is you know a simple uh, a wrongdoing. You know, it's not okay to lie. It's not okay to lie to someone. Rather, if you have a relationship with them. Mm. Rather, if it's your mom, your dad, your boss, I mean, you definitely don't want to lie to your My boss. kids lie to me. It happens. I get <laughs> yeah. upset, but I'm not going to punish them for eternity because of it. I'm not going to ask for bloodshed <laughs> because of it. I'm just going to accept their apology. Even if they don't apologize, I'm going to forgive them. Mm-hmm. That's the way it yeah. works. That's the way a loving father does things. And I, I believe like what you're, I, I guess the point you're trying to make, like, is does God forgive us? You know, even if we don't believe in him. God still has a heart for us. And let me tell you that forgive. I mean, Jesus already forgave us on the cross before we even mm-hmm. said, said before we even said we were sorry. 
I genuinely believe when he was on the cross and when he was hanging on and people were mocking him and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He didn't have to, though. Yeah. And let me tell you, sometimes people think, oh, he was just talking about the Pharisees, the Roman soldiers. I definitely believe being on that cross, knowing what that purpose of the cross was, was simply he was talking to the generations upon generations over the centuries. Would have been better if he said that. To generations and generations upon centuries, you're forgiven. <laughs> you know, that would have been better. Uh, actually put those words in there. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. um, but knowing the cross was the purpose for it, all of mankind. Even it was the pointless man- though, Simon. The <laughs> cross, the bloodshed, the death, the entire thing was pointless. It was <laughs> not needed because Yahweh is an all-powerful God and he can forgive without bloodshed. He can just wipe that rule away. He can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So why would he require the bloodshed still, even though he doesn't actually need it? Because let me tell you, you know, forgiveness, let me tell you, it, it it's a sacrifice. And this is coming from someone who... <laughs> it's not that messy of a sacrifice, though, Simon. It can be. <laughs> no, no, you're not slaughtering be. things for, for forgiveness. Well, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about slaughtering anything, Michael. Oh. I mean... Coming from someone who went through a really toxic relationship about two years ago, mm. who went, I mean, if you heard the whole episode of oh, my yeah. forgiveness yeah. episode, yeah, yeah some it's stuff. like, you know, yeah, no, really hurt from that person. And to this day, you know, I not on speaking terms with them, don't really talk to them or don't even talk to them anymore. And I remember there was always that I need that apology from you. Mm. I need that apology from you. And we're yet petty. we're petty humans. It's yeah. a God. God's not <laughs> petty and human, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. And well, way, I understand. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I understand your opinion. I understand your opinion of God. Hmm. But I genuinely believe he has he he has forgiven mankind, but it's up to mankind if it's up to mankind. You know, I could sit back and say, Hey, Ooh. I forgive you. I I hmm. care about you. But it's like, but if the person says, But I choose not to believe in you still, I still I choose I still choose not to even talk to you, everything. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I mean, do you, I mean, here's the thing. Do you believe, do you believe in evil? Do you believe that there's an evil one? Do no, you believe that there I are don't believe there's an evil one? Uh, the wages of sin is death. <laughs> Romans 6, 23. Yeah. Right now. Now who made that rule? God made that yeah, rule. God. God. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why was sin created? Where was it? All have sin law. There it is. Uh, Romans 5 20 the law was brought in so that the trespass might increase but where sin increased grace increased all the more wages of sin is death so Yahweh brought in the old law mm-hmm. knowing people wouldn't be able to follow it and sin mm-hmm. more so then he can punish them more the law was brought in so that trespass might increase like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense why would you make it harder for people purposefully <laughs> I actually think God has made it easier for people. No, the I law. Mean, okay. We're talking about the law. the law. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. We, we, you know, you don't follow the law. None of us do because we're not None in jail right now. <laughs> if we did, we'd all be locked up 100%. Um, yeah. So the law was added so that trespass might increase. So Yahweh wanted more sinning to happen. Does that make sense hmm. to add something so that more sinning will happen so that more people will be punished? I think ultimately the reason to really kind of like respond to that scripture, you know, the law was created. So more trespass will increase. I think it, it all comes down to 
you know, when God created the law, it's like one of the things he put in the law when Moses was on Mount Sinai is thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And what happens? Moses goes down subconsciously. <laughs> the Israelite people did not have any idea. They did not hear that conversation between God and Moses. Yeah. And poof, they're worshiping a golden calf. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow, like something that God specifically placed in the Ten Commandments was happening right in front of Moses right before him, you know, with the people that were set free or whatnot. So I feel like, you know, the law ultimately is something that is, you know, it's there. We all know about it. You know, thou shall not steal. Thou shall honor their father and mother, everything. And it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, we see the Ten Commandments and we identify it like, man, okay, I've done that before. You know, I've, I've stolen, you know, mm -hmm. and I've, I've, I've lied before. I've, I mean, I've, you know, even uh, we talk about adultery, you know, rather if it's adultery and marriage. I mean, Jesus even said that, you know, if a man looks at a woman with lust, he has committed adultery in his heart. That's it's terrible. Like, you know, yeah. And we can and all raise to die forever because of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, I really think that God has chosen. To, God has made it easier for us. Interesting. So how yeah. has he made it easier for us? One thing I could be vulnerable about is I struggle with lust. You know, I'm a young single guy. And it's something that I have personally been working on with my relationship with Christ and everything. But look how many times I've probably have committed it. Look how many times I, I've I done things. I didn't, I didn't want to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you do in times... your own private, up to you, yeah. man. I don't want to look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, point is, I, I guess to be vulnerable, like lust has been a thing, like I could say I struggle with. But if it was not for the offer of the relationship with Christ, you know, I mean, what does that require? You know, if I'm being held under the law, okay, do I have to go grab a lamb, take it in my home, put it in my garage, yeah. slaughter it, everything, and then poof, I'm forgiven. So that's or, it. You made it easier because Jesus died. Yeah. Okay. Because Jesus died on the cross. And it's like, you know what? Not saying, hey, God, I'm sorry. I'm never going to do it again. It's just like, God, I'm struggling. And it's just like, you know, no. As long that, as you believe, you're okay. Yeah. I genuinely, I'm going to say this, God forgives probably God, the way God uh, views forgiveness, I think is totally different than how we view forgiveness. Clearly hundred yeah. percent. I don't, I don't require bloodshed for forgiveness. So definitely <laughs> I, I think there, and you can blaspheme me all you want. I'll still forgive you. That's where we differ between me and your loving yeah. God. Um, I, I did, did it make it easier for him to communicate with us? I believe he has communicated with us. And if you're asking me, like you asked me in the beginning of this episode, yeah. like where, what is the Bible to me? I feel like that's a way, one of the ways we communicate with God. Interesting. Even with like the curses, the punishments, if you don't love me, all that stuff, that's him communicating. Yeah. If you and... don't <laughs> set your heart on me, a curse be upon you. That's him communicating. Don't set. I mean, to really interpret that scripture, Michael, hmm. I feel like we're interpreting it in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else we can interpret that one. It's pretty, it's pretty clear. First uh, Corinthians sixteen twenty two. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be upon him. I don't know how else to interpret that. Mm -hmm. It seems pretty straightforward. I think it's because you know when we don't have a relationship with God, we are uh, we are cursed for eternity. We are cursed for eternity without Him if we do not have a relationship with Him. Wow. Yeah. What an egotistical monster. So if I don't have a relationship with him, I'm cursed for all eternity. Mm. Yet he has not shown up for me. I've yet to see him or mm -hmm. talk to him or experience him. Um, 
we have the Saul and to it's Paul a moment. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a, Saul did not have a choice. <laughs> Jesus just showed up for him. All but the if you time think about I it, hear what people was... say that Jesus and God showed up for them. So what happens when he doesn't show up for people? Well, let, well one thing, if we're talking about King uh, Saul here, hmm. you think about it, Saul actually, he thought he was doing the right thing. He was a persecutor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a persecutor, and he thought everything was about what the Jewish religious leaders believed in. Right, which he didn't was, believe in Jesus. They didn't believe in Jesus. And right, they and then Jesus Christians. still showed up for him. Yeah, because in so many words, you got to be honest, even Paul talks about it. I believe it's even maybe in 1 Corinthians, don't. Maybe no, it's I, okay. I, Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like Paul basically talks about when he persecuted the church. Hmm. But one thing he really, it's like you already know from that time, even when he was persecuting the church, there was that, you know, he's there was that passion that he still had for God. You know, wow. one thing I got to, it's just like he thought that, okay, this is what I'm doing for God. Oh, okay. I get it. But maybe you. if you're wondering why Jesus showed up for him, it's yeah. like because Jesus is saying, look, I am. The son of God. Right. He should show up for me Jesus. and say the same thing. I'm persecuting <laughs> all the time. Just asking questions <laughs> to people is persecution sometimes. <laughs> I, you've been awesome. I appreciate your, your patience and whatnot with my poking and prodding. But some people see it <laughs> yeah. as persecution. Oh, you're persecuting me. You stop asking me questions. You know, so I'm going to say this and any pastor, any Christian, anyone who I guess hears this episode, we as Christians here in America have not even remotely close to experience persecution yet good yes no 100 yeah. i'm with you on that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean because here's the thing the gospel is it's allowed here in, mm-hmm. in the united states mm-hmm. but if you go to indonesia you go to countries where you know muslims mm-hmm. who don't believe in the gospel we hear about you know pastors who are getting their heads chopped off mm-hmm. you know we're talking we're hearing about missionaries who are getting kidnapped being lined up Asking if they believe in the gospel, believe in Jesus. There's all I kinds do. of people being murdered all over the world for all kinds yeah. of reasons. 100%. And it's I, disgusting, I don't think, and, and Yahweh yeah. does nothing about it. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't consider people who have a different opinion than me. Um, rather, if they believe in something else, I don't consider that persecution. I even Good. consider like what we're doing now as. So I'm just, just saying it, it can be seen as persecution. What I am doing can <laughs> be seen as persecution. Regardless, <laughs> I grew up in the church. I was there every week, twice mm-hmm. on Sunday, once on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I was there sometimes three times on Sunday, sometimes on Thursday for praise and worship practice. I was there a lot. You know who never showed up for me? Jesus or Yahweh or the Holy Spirit. The ghost never showed up. The person never showed up and the, the deity form never showed. None of them. I never experienced anything more than I experienced mm-hmm. watching the end of a great movie or, or a live concert. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me you have a deep, personal, intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. Have you heard, seen, tasted, touched any of these three beings? I'm going to tell you yes. And (laughs) that's amazing. Tell me the story. And was there drugs involved? Did you hear the first episode by chance? (laughs) No, Uh, I didn't. I did not catch it. I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Um, no, one of the things I talk about in my first episode, uh, you know, when I was 17 or 18 years old, I was, you know, I was rebellious. I was skipping school. I was. Who highly, wasn't? Yeah. I mean, we, we all were, we all were bad at one point in our lives. Teenage years. Yeah. We all went through our shenanigans. Oh, Go ahead. Oh yeah. No. Um, but there was a time in my life, you know, uh, long story short, I 
really was just at the brink of leading a rebellious life uh-huh. and um kind of like long story short i'll just kind of like elaborate did he on this show up bit. oh my god i'm at the yeah. edge of my seat <laughs> yeah no 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 listen <laughs> listen so yeah like i was involved in a lot of gang kind of like a gang affiliation stuff yeah, when i was yeah, younger yeah yeah yeah. Um, we're a bad kid okay go ahead where did you there was a show? point where i thought i was going to yeah i thought i was going to die yeah. And of course, listen more for anyone who's listening. But yeah. episode one, check it I out. I simply said, um, God, if you're real, like, you know, please protect the people I care about. Uh-huh. I deserve to die. Everything. I guess explain this to me, Michael, and it's up to you how you want to respond to yeah. this. You know, I was at a shopping mall. Young gentleman approaches me and says, excuse me, I, I really need to talk to you, brother. You know, young guy, probably a little bit older than me. And he just simply says, do you believe in Christ? And I said, well, I think I do. Because around then, I got to be honest, I I didn't believe at one point in my life either. And he simply, this guy, not knowing who he was, says, look, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Uh And you've been praying to him. And, you know, God really, you know, in so many words, it was that moment in my life where it's like God was saying, I see you. I want you to follow me. Uh Uh-huh. And I did not know how to respond to that. I'm like, okay, what the heck? And then he prayed over me. You know, I, I prayed with him. And one of the things I talk about in the episode, um, I go back into a store, turn around. I'm like, you know what? I didn't even catch that guy's name. Who was he? Turn around. He's gone. Poof. <laughs> disappeared. I'm like, <laughs> come on. My grandma says she sees angels like that all the time in the Walmart parking lot. Oh, we made an angel. The other, he just, he disappeared. I turned around. He was gone. He probably got in his car and walked away. But I'm just saying, like that—that's weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But that's not Yahweh or Jesus or a ghost. That's a dude mm-hmm. sent by those people. Apparently, you still haven't met him. That's not an intimate personal mm-hmm. relationship with anybody. And there's there's more stories I can tell you. But well, I'm, I'm going to tell sure. you a story real quick. Thank you for that. I appreciate your story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you my story. Mm-hmm. Asking Yahweh to show up. Jesus, show up. Prove yourself to me. Show yourself. Reveal yourself. Nothing, man. I never got nothing. Crickets. Even if somebody did come up to me and was like, God loves you. Well, that happens all the time. I live in a small town. There's churches everywhere. I mean, come on. It's not really that mm-hmm. big of a deal, which it never happened. But And are you, I, I guess when it talks about God showing up, are you expecting like an actual physical being? Yes. I am expecting show up. something convincing because it's going to take some convincing. Mm-hmm. To have a relationship with me. And if he really wants to have a relationship with me, he needs to show up. Yeah. And it's up to you how you want to interpret God of showing up. That's me. And there, I, I, I can tell you like multiple stories of times where I believe God has showed up. God never showed up. Those people. So why does God, mm. this all powerful being, send people? Why can't he show up himself? Because well, let's let's be honest. The Bible refers to him as showing up in a physical body, which was, yes. of course, Jesus. No, I mean before that, in the Old Testament, he shows up too. Several people have seen him, even though Jesus says no one's seen Yahweh. Well, an interesting fact actually is uh, times when he actually when people apparently saw him. You think about it, the only people was actually Moses when he told Moses, "Hey, you'll see my back, but I cannot let you see my face because the Bible talks about his him dying." You actually think about Elijah. But it's funny, you know, when you talk about the tra- uh, the transfiguration, when Jesus walks up to the mountain, the Bible refers to Moses and Elijah surrounding him with the three disciples, John, uh, Peter, and James, or whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, 
Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm going to read it for you. I'm going to read it for you. John 1, 18, no one has ever seen Yahweh at any time except Jesus. 1 Timothy 3, 16, or 15 through 16. Uh, 6, 15 through 16. God, the blessed and only mm -hmm. ruler, the king of the kings, Lord of lords, who alone is immoral, immortal, mm -hmm. uh, who lives in uh, blah, 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 whom no one <laughs> has seen or can see to him be all the honor and grace and whatever. Moses saw him. Exodus 33, 11, Moses saw Yahweh face to face as friends do. Mm -hmm. Not his back, his face, face to face, like face to face, as friends do. Uh, Exodus 34, mm -hmm. 10, since then, no prophet has mm -hmm. risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew yeah. face to face. Face to face. Also, face Jacob, face. Jacob called the place uh, Peniel because he saw Yahweh face to face, and yet his life was spared. Those are two people who saw <laughs> him face to face. But Jesus is telling me in John, no one has ever seen Yahweh. So there's mm -hmm. it's like, how do you trust this at that point? Like Jacob, are you talking about when Jacob wrestled with God? Yes. Face to face. He saw face it. To face. Verse, Genesis 32, 30. Look that one up. If you doubt yeah. it at all. No, that's a, that's a, that's a big yeah. story uh, <laughs> or whatnot. Um, I say when it comes to God, you know, almighty God, God, and the father, I think that's where people have not seen God. I mean, the Bible even talks about when Adam was, um, when Adam was in the garden, the Bible says the spirit of God, I believe it's in the, at least the translation. So the I ghost read. of God, God's ghost is walking around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's an interesting concept. Yeah. Just, it's it, weird that, that it would tell me mm -hmm. that no one has ever seen him <laughs> at any time. And then it would tell me that two people mm -hmm. have seen him face to face. It's very weird to have that different opinion in there. Which one is yeah. accurate? We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> but my point stands if he mm -hmm. can show up for these people why can't he show up for me there's even a verse or a, a, a ceremony mm -hmm. a sacrifice that you can do in the old testament mm -hmm. to call yahweh down in a, a pillar of fire i guarantee you if i follow the instructions on that sacrificial instruction manual there mm -hmm. no pillar of fire is going to come down and consume my meat yeah, and it's up to you if you want to believe that or not. Um, let me tell you, one thing Jesus promised before he left mm. this earth was the Holy Spirit. And the, the Holy ghost. Spirit. Yeah, or Holy Ghost, however you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't believe in ghosts, man, so it's a little weird yeah. for me. It's it's the ghost of God coming down, and, and, and he lives inside mm. of people. People yeah. that are bathed in the blood of his son. <laughs> yeah, well, the Holy... <laughs> I guess in so many words, like I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited, or you can say God unlimited, who I I can say God has appeared in my life, you know, not in an actual physical way, like physical with the way we are talking right now. Like to have an actual intimate, personal, deep relationship with somebody that kind of physical. Yeah, like that kind of physical yeah. or whatnot. But so I maybe will... we should. Sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, no, but I will say this, like the reason why I believe in the Holy Spirit is because I feel like times in my life, I could say that believing, you know, in what the word of God says, you know, about the Holy Spirit, it's just like, I knew I was having an intimate encounter with him. And I know it's, it, it's hard to explain. I know it's, 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 it's hard very... to explain, but it really just comes down to a person. And it was my choice 
to openly experience it. And it, it's been history ever since. And I know, uh, Michael, you've probably have been searching for God, wanting him to appear. My best, the best thing I could really tell you is, you know what? I believe there are times God has appeared in your life, but it's up to you if you want to accept him. Not a chance. Not a chance he's showed up in my life. I haven't seen him, heard from him, mm -hmm. felt him, anything. None of that. So mm -hmm. there's zero chance. I haven't felt anything convincing. And, and if you know it's not, you haven't met this person as to it should be a personal, deep, intimate relationship. Maybe we shouldn't call it a personal, deep, intimate relationship when we've never met this person. Mm -hmm. I believe I believe I have met uh, Christ. But you've met people, but not mm -hmm. a physical entity. I, I I believe, you know, whatever entity you want to call it, not like, you know, extremely physical. But let me tell you, what ultimately saves us is faith. Faith is believing something. I mean, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter one, you know, faith is something that we cannot see. It's just pretending to believe. It's pretending mm -hmm. to believe. And then mm -hmm. guess what? You believe. It's because you're pretending to believe. I have faith that Spider-Man is real. I've seen him. I've watched him. I've read about him. I have his memorabilia. He's real. What's yeah. the difference? What's the difference? Is mine I can actually see. I can actually go to Hollywood. I can go to Disneyland. I can I, I, I can go to you know Universal City Walk or whatever and see Spider-Man, touch him physically, high five him, take pictures with him. I wouldn't call that an intimate, deep relationship. I wouldn't. Just because you see Spider-Man or? Because I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's different, man. It's, it's, it's so weird to me that, that you would call it the intimate, deep uh, relationship and you've never seen him, met him, or even taken pictures with him. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let me tell or you. talk you know, to him. Like, does he yeah. talk to you? Like, back and forth? Because that's what friends do. That's what an intimate mm -hmm. relationship would be. I can't have an intimate relationship mm -hmm. with my wife if I can't touch her if i can't talk to her that's not mm -hmm. how that word works that's not what that description mm -hmm. of that word means <laughs> yeah and um, you know i i totally understand your point but if is it okay if i could ask you yeah and i already feel like i know the first question you may ask like let's yeah. say <laughs> let's say you know you know whenever let's say your time comes uh -huh. Or let's say that, you know, when Jesus, you know, the promised second coming of Christ comes and uh, you're before finally. the throne and you actually physically see Christ, like, uh -huh. what would you say? Like, why did you murder all those children in the flood? That'd probably be one of my things. <laughs> why did you cause David and Bathsheba's son to suffer? Because the enemy showed contempt to you? That is not a good enough reason. Defend yourself. Why these actions? Why did you, you promise mm -hmm. to rape women? If somebody didn't listen to you, all kinds of questions, man. Tons of questions. Tons of questions. Yeah. Yeah. All the, why, <laughs> why are you claiming to be this moral foundation when you're a documented child killer? Doesn't make any sense to me. Yes. hundred percent. I would have lots of questions for him. Lots of questions. And I mean, it's just like, in so many words, it's like, you know, whatever God chose to do, whatever God chooses to do. I mean, it's a mystery. Definitely and a mystery. Definitely. And let me tell you, Christianity... <laughs> but you have a relationship, a personal, intimate relationship. How is it a mystery to you? Can't you just ask him and he'll tell you? I feel like, you know, answers come. Answers come. And when it comes to why did you murder all those children in the flood? Yeah. Some theologians, actually, uh, it's funny you bring that up. I don't care up. about the theologians, though, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, some people actually believe if, I mean, the Bible actually even proves it too, you know, oh. when God casted Satan and his angels, the fallen angels onto earth. I mean, you got to understand too, angels are known to be big creatures. They're not human beings like us. So knowing the, <laughs> and the, the Bible the talks problems about giants, they would cause, yeah. the, knowing the problems they would cause, you always sent them down there anyways. Yeah. Well, because hell, <laughs> hell on, is located on earth. What? Hell's located on earth. Is it that tire fire yeah. outside the Simpsons? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. No. But if so you I, look in the Earth's <laughs> or in the Earth's core, you actually see it's a burning, it's a burning Earth's core. I mean, that's where hell is at. It's our core. Is it so? Satan's in the middle of the Earth right now. Is that what you're saying? I believe that's where hell is located, and I believe that's where, I believe that's where I'm where uh, the fallen angels. So it still doesn't make sense though why he would put the fallen angels on Earth, knowing it would cause him to have to drown a bunch of kids that doesn't make much sense it's not a good enough answer well do you do you know the story of when like the giants um it doesn't matter the, the they're still innocent sexual children. relations they're still sexual relations on the planet though yeah so point. basically it was like yeah an inbred of an inbred of yahweh loves angel, inbreeding and a human and a human you know having a sexual relationship and it's like you know it's so weird. Some believe. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, it, it does. It does, but oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, I had a lady tell me that <laughs> Eve had sex with the snake once, so it's not the weirdest thing I've heard on the show. That's for sure. And the snake was an alien. <laughs> I think it was. Oh, it's totally crazy. <laughs> but, but again, again, why? If you know, if you know, the actions you are doing is going to cause you to want to destroy children mm -hmm. puppies kittens and, and, and everything else why do it why do something else why not do something else something that will not cause all the death and destruction it mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. none of it is rational none of it is logical mm -hmm. that's beside the point i, I want to get into yeah. um real quick before mm -hmm. we end here thank you so much for staying a little bit later um no, the call yeah. you ever heard of kalima i have not actually okay <laughs> she's a hindu mm -hmm. goddess and Hinduism mm -hmm. came before Christianity. So mm -hmm. just so we know there, I mm. have a list of tons of people who have benefited from praying to Kalima. Like in what helped way out their benefit? life. Let's see. Let's, there's a list of things mm -hmm. that Kalima does for you. Strengthens the power of your spirit. Find a resource to overcome life's difficulties. Achieve spiritual enlightenment. Transform your conscious. Gain strength and courage. Solve any problems fast and easy. Achieve your goals. Get rid of debts. Gain financial independence. Conceive a child. Gain focus and concentration. Mm -hmm. Develop a sharpness of mind. Find stability in life. Make right decisions. Improve your health. Attract success, happiness, and well-being. I also have all kinds of people who have stated that these things have happened to them. Their mm -hmm. life has gotten better because they have a relationship with Kali Ma, who is invisible, who doesn't talk to them. So how do you know <laughs> it's not mm -hmm. Kali Ma, the God that came before mm -hmm. your God? How do you know it's not that one that's helping you out? Because, and it goes back, and I think what really kind of separates us in this conversation or discussion that we're having is it all comes down to my personal belief, the experiences I choose to believe choose that occurred to believe, in my yeah. life. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I mean, um, two years ago, Michael, uh, 
you know, I was really depressed. Things in my life were really tough. And it really just came down to me really opening my heart to Christ and mm. following. And if you asked if I talked to him, I do. You know, I pray, I speak to him, and I let him guide me. And it comes to a personal thing that's between me and my creator. And but you don't know that he doesn't answer you back with physical words or come into the bedroom and go, Hey, I heard that. I heard it. And mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to help you out there. But then it doesn't, it, it, it also kind of like, why would you pray that... to an all knowing God that has your best interest at heart? Why would but you to, have to ask for it? Uh, yeah. But to respond to what you just said, no, Sorry, yeah. The times like that in my life has, has happened. I know you probably, I, I can say I've had dreams about God. I've had dreams about all kinds of things. It doesn't make it real. <laughs> Yeah, I've had times where I woke up, I would wake up, I would pray, I would open up my Bible. And it's like whatever situation I was going through, it was the scripture that really, really needed to speak to me, a scripture that really applied to my life. I mean, you can say that's a coincidence. You can 100%. say, hey. I've had dogs talk to me in my dreams, telling me about a song. Calm down. What is that song? Settle down. It's not one of those songs. Yeah. It's a song I needed. It. I was I was stressed out. Well, oh, it's not. Great, it's not just about song. dreams. It's well, not just. Of course, about it's dreams. not because that's it's nonsense. Yeah. It's nonsense. We can't verify any of that. We can't verify any mm -hmm. of this. Actually, none of it. Mm -hmm. None of it is verifiable. That's the problem I have. I can't. Mm -hmm. So you, you you said you choose to believe. I can't choose to believe something. I either believe mm -hmm. it or not. It's not a choice. Either I'm given the evidence mm -hmm. and my mind goes yes, I'm going to believe mm -hmm. it. I don't use the faith thing mm -hmm. to pretend that i believe it until i do that's it that, that's not how my belief works but that's how we differ i guess um but we're, mm -hmm. we're way over time here thank you so much for your time and patience today if there's any last yeah. words or anything you want to plug now is the time no um again michael i really appreciate you having me on the show reaching out to me um knew this uh and i i'll say it i knew this episode was going to be interesting um, I got to say, you know, I respect, um, I respect your opinion, you know, and that's for anyone, you know, re regardless of what you believe in, I'm just here to kind of say what I believe. This mm. is what I believe hundred percent. And, and this is why I choose to believe in it. And I, you know, it, it's the same thing for you, vice versa, but yeah, no, again, thank you for having me on the show and yeah. Your stuff. Where can we find it? Uh, so yeah, you can find me on, uh, of course I'm mostly on Spotify and Apple podcasts, uh, it's the free and redeemed podcast show. Uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram. Um, of course, the, my username is different, so um, I could probably even send it to you. Yeah, I'll on put Matchmaker it in the show notes, for sure. Yeah, um, my Instagram link, everything. I do have a Patreon, so I. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, just got that started. I'm trying to record more bonus content and everything. Hmm. So yeah, uh, I'll put the link to my Patreon account. But yeah, uh, feel free to follow me on social media. And if you want to look at my podcast, uh, of course, I'll send you the link for that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate your time and answers today. Stay safe out there. We'll stay in touch. Thank you, Michael. Have a good one. You too. And that's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. 
For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Don't forget, kids, Jesus was a bastard.